And welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. Finally, out from underneath the thumb of football and fall sports, it's time to talk winter sports uh, at length and and what better than hockey. And and rather than just getting into the the simple, you know, who's who and, and polls and rankings and everything else, I, there's a, a bigger, more important topics to talk about with the sport. Uh, diversity, inclusion, and those themes are prevalent in a new book out called Hockey is for Everybody by a local author, Anthony Walsh, who we are pleased to be joined by today. Hello, Anthony. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. You know, journalism calls for or the recommended uh, way of doing journalism when you have a sensitive topic, uh, you save it for the end, a sensitive question. You don't want to you know, put off the, the, the interview subject right, right away, but I'm going to, I'm going to buck that trend and I'm going to start with something sensitive. So I would like to, first of all, I got to point out your 2013 graduate of Edina high school where you played hockey. Uh, that, I got my years right. 2013. Yeah, that is correct. Okay. okay. Which means you're pushing 30 now. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so you're a proud Hornet and you st- the team started 0 three this year. What's up with that? Um, yeah, sensitive topic indeed. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I, I feel as though, uh, you know, Edina is one of those teams that you expect to be very, very good. So yeah, an 0-3 start is going to surprise people. I do believe that, um, you know, sometimes we do have slow starts and we still end up getting that momentum, getting the ball rolling. And by March, you know, you see the Hornets in the state tournament. So you know, I got my fingers crossed for that. But if it ends up being, you know, more of a rebuilding year, you know, that's perfectly fine. And, um, you know, every great program has to go through that. And, um, you know, these guys, I'm still pulling for them. But if it does happen to be the case, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. And we'll come back just as strong, you know, next year, the year after that. And, um, you know, Edina is a program that has been consistently um, good. And, you know, I don't think that'll change. So very, very excited to see what comes. You, you've got a lot of things going on in your world that go beyond hockey, and, and you've long since graduated high school. But every March, is there something that comes, a feeling that comes back or anything? I mean, you were on a state championship team and, and a, a key player, and that's that's a pretty that's a pretty select company to be in. Is there, is there, does you ever feel that? You're like, oh, man, we did that. You know, this is great, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do feel that every once in a while, or, you know, I guess more now, just because I, you know, I'm in that more in that space more and, and now, you know, I'm reminded of it in a very good way. But uh, I was asked more recently about if we were surprised to have um, gotten it done. And ultimately, okay. I would say yes and no. And this is, you know, I'll kind of get into the reason why. But yeah, when you look at uh, individual success of players that were in our same realm, you know, they went on and um, you know, had had really great careers and, um, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, could have gone on but chose to just, you know, get on with life and do other things. But um, so, yeah, ultimately, right, like I, I feel as though uh, it's been a it's been a great journey to be back in that space now to be thinking about it, you know, constantly has been a really empowering moment. But but yeah, like ultimately, uh, it is something I am really proud of because looking at it, it's something that is never guaranteed. And although, yeah, we played for a great organization um, to get the job done is, is an incredible uh, thing. And it's incredibly hard. You look at a, a group like the fab five who, you know, uh, Anders Lee is, you know, one of the most incredible athletes to come through Edina and um, three sport captain and et cetera. Um, you know, that, that group for as, as amazing as they were and still are, you know, could not 
you know, reach that precipice. So yeah, it's an incredible feeling. I'm really glad that on um, the guys that I was with, you know, we were able to get it done. So thanks for asking that. I'm showing my age, but when you said Fab Five, my thoughts immediately went to the Michigan basketball team. <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is honestly, uh, they are, they are, they are maybe the original Fab Five. Um, but yes, now I'm thinking of the more Minnesota-based version of yeah, it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. You die in a Fab Five. Yes. But you're right. I mean. One of the, I think it was Sean Goldsworthy, the the current Minnetonka coach. He said he kind of put it into a context that that I really didn't think about in this way, but it made a lot of sense when he said it because you know they had won the championship uh, in 2018. I think that's is is the case, and he, he was reflecting on it. We were talking one day, and he goes, "You know, you got to between the three section playoff games and the three state tournament games, you have to win six game sevens in a row." I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's exactly what it is. What a pressure cooker. It is a pressure cooker. And, and like you're saying, I mean, like you, you could be the best team all, all season and and you you drop a game. And I mean, and that, and that happens, right? Like we saw it with um, Benilde more recently where they were just a a powerhouse and they got knocked out by a team that they really shouldn't have. And I mean, and and that happens. And, you know, when, when that happens, you, you got to give it to that team because every single day you got to show up. Right. Like, I mean, you might play them nine times. And if you don't win 10, that that one time might be the championship game. So, you know, you got to show up every game. Your book is called Hockey is for Everybody. I'm curious, when did you determine that hockey was for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I started playing hockey when I was four and I started skating when I was three and I took okay. to it pretty, pretty quickly. And I played a lot of other sports. Um, you know, anybody that knows me, sees me, I am a. Um, you know, quote unquote, sturdy person, right? A lot of people think I might have fared better in football, um, but just ultimately, right? Like I, I've always loved hockey. So yeah, I mean, I I stepped on the ice and, um, you know, was a natural at that. And ever since then, I it's been something I've been, you know, bleeding my entire life, and uh, you know, never want to get out of that kind of space. So I mean, it's definitely something I hold near and dear. But um, yeah, hockey as a as a sport, I think, is also something that is just so much. Um, talent and skill uh has to come by that a lot of times you can step on the uh football field you can step on the basketball court although be it you might not be a very good shot and all that kind of stuff but to get on the ice and to play hockey you have to know how to skate you have to know how to stick handle you have to know how to um if you're playing uh competitive you know hockey that, that people are checking you you gotta you know keep your head up for that so i mean there's different um things that are just like why it makes this sport in this game such an incredible thing that, um, you know, I fell in love with and I know other people do as well. And then, you know, this is a, it's an audio medium that we're recording here. So I, I just have to make this clear. So this is very central to, to this, this, the discussion. You are a black man and you going through playing hockey. It was not always an easy road. And, and the hockey for is for everybody book has it's, it's, I guess technically fiction, but it's based on your experience growing up and playing hockey and, and being a, a, a very rare black player in the sport. And it wasn't always an easy road. And, and can you uh, kind of illuminate some of the things in the book that, that you struggled with and, and that were unfortunately subjected to? Yeah, um, absolutely. And let me first start with, um, I had some of the most great, greatest experiences of my life have been surrounded by the sport of hockey by sure. people who don't look like me in hockey. Um, I've had the greatest teammates, friends, family surrounded by me, 
but there is as well, right? You know, when the 95% happens, you know, there is still that five or that, you know, 90%, 10% where there was that darker underbelly. So yeah, mm-hmm. like that, that is something that, um, you know, I talk about a bit, uh, ultimately the book does touch on that, but, uh, as you, you know, you know, from reading it, right. There is a, it's about reconciliation and about, um, you know, finding a way to move past that kind of stuff. So yeah, that, that kind of stuff happened to me. A lot of times it was more of the microaggression versus like a, a stark racism where, you know, mm-hmm. somebody was calling me the N word or just kind of like along the lines of that, that, that happened um, more often um, than I, than I would even want to admit, but um, not, not as often as um, kind of recently, like what happened with Jagger Joshua, where he was being called curious George, right. That mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that person was saying, Oh, you're, you're a monkey. Right. Like, and that was more yeah. of like those kinds of things that were happening where they were the microaggressions where somebody would say, Hey, why aren't you playing basketball or Hey, shouldn't you be shooting hoops or, you know, you know, and like I had made a comment of it earlier, like where like, you know, my, my body frame does maybe look like I'd be, you know, playing football, but for somebody to kind of like suggest that in a snarky um way was more of a microaggression. So I would get that kind of stuff as well. Right. Or, you know, you would look like um kind of, again, just, just those kinds of things. I got called monkey boy a few times, uh, you know, stuff with bananas and along the lines of that. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that would happen, but um I kind of, again, want to highlight where it's like the reason I, I've done what I've done and I'm I'm doing what I'm doing is not to highlight the negativity that happens in the sport, but to basically be like, hey, this is a sport where 95% of the time it's the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. And why shouldn't it be 100? And that's where I'm trying yeah. to get that view. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about you, you left high school and you spent some time at the University of North Dakota. And then you've, uh, I'm reading it, you've, you've studied abroad, you've, 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 you've lived in D.C. for a while. And, and what are some of the, you know, racism is a worldwide issue and you've, you've gotten out into the world. How, is, how did that inform your ability to now share experiences and wisdom and, and insight in a book? Uh, I would say that being, uh, you know, traveling and seeing the world and, and doing all those things really opened my experience to, um, you know, what was out there. And one thing I'll kind of say is that, like, racism is a thing that's going to be found everywhere. But there is definitely, a, you know, a special type that exists in other places. So, like, something I, I think that, um, you know, I, I experienced different types of it in Norway and um, in Santiago, Chile, um, and just other places in the, in the world that I've been. But, um, you know, again, that, that, that being said, I have also <laughs> ran into the most beautiful people you would ever imagine inside and out um, in other places of the world. So I really think it's just kind of like what you make of it. And it's one of those things where I'd be lying if I can, I said I didn't experience racism in the world when I went to other places, but uh you know, it wasn't so much wrapped in the experience that I wasn't able to, um, you know, still find, you know, the right people and the good people in those areas and still find a way to enjoy myself. So um, really, right, like we know it's out there and to acknowledge or to try and claim that it, it, it doesn't exist would be a lie, but to also say that it has to be something that constantly holds you back and is some crutch that you can't get past, I also think wouldn't be accurate i must have mentioned that that your parents uh, both work for the star tribune pam huey and paul walsh and so you've you've got you, you're surrounded by people that communicate through writing 
And were they, were you still, was a book something you felt was inevitable because that's, that's your parents, that's your, that's your environment that you're in? Or did you surprise yourself a little bit by sitting down and, and putting a book together? I definitely surprised myself a bit and not, or you know what? I maybe not surprised maybe my, myself, but cause I am an avid reader and I've been an avid reader. You know, I read a lot when I grew up, um, when I was growing up, it, dissipated a bit coming through middle school, high school, but then come freshman year of college. And now since then, and, you know, I read essentially a book a week. And um, so, you know, that, that idea to myself, you know, maybe wasn't a surprise, but to other people that knew me back in the day, 100%, um, you know, just because I wasn't always the most cerebral, I was, you know, more the athlete, uh, those kind of things didn't always interest me. So the fact that I became such a, you know, a, a student and, of you know history and of other really great topics um that you know maybe a surprise people and then as far as you know going the book route uh i just think that um you know for one for you you know having reached out to talk about you know those experiences and everything was you know one one thing that was really you know maybe started thinking there's a story there potentially and then um you know i kind of went away from that and didn't think that maybe there was anything there but then obviously when 2020 happened and seeing like we needed the community to be healed, the fact that this happened because of people's lack of relationships cross-culturally and the fact that um, me myself am a person that has such a multicultural background, I did then feel like, okay, well, this might be the time to to speak out and to say something and to try to make sure that something that like we saw in 2020 um, in Minneapolis never happens again. So, you know, that, yeah, I mean, that may be a long answer to be short, but yeah, you know, did I, did I see myself doing it? Um, maybe not three, four years ago, but when the time came, I knew that it was something that was a duty of mine to to really speak out. What you've, you've had different uh, events. You've had you've, I see different things on social media where people are are purchasing a, a, a larger quantity of your book and then they're donating it to different uh, folks. And I was wondering. What's, so there's great things happening right now with hockey is for everybody. Uh, but what about on a personal level, uh, feedback that you've gotten, uh, tributes that you've gotten from people that, that are thanking you for, for taking on this topic in the way that you have, for making it accessible to children, but also something that adults can learn from? What, what, what kind of meaningful feedback have you gotten from folks out there in the world? Yeah, let me – I mean, there's a couple I'll just kind of like run through. Like there was one yeah. – um, guy who I talked with, who I gave him the book and um, he was able to read it. He has eight kids. And like, he started, you know, tearing up almost actually like legitimately just crying and kind of was like, Hey, like, you know, I am a father, right. He's a black father, all that kind of stuff. Um, and he's like, I want to read more to my kids, but never really have done that and never really found the right medium or avenue to be able to do that with. And now I can sit down and read a kid, a book to my kids where, you know, they are, the protagonist, the hero of the story, something that they can look up to and somebody that they could be. Um, and they don't even play hockey at the moment. And he has, again, eight kids, so I'm trying to encourage them to get a, a couple of them playing. But but at the end of the day, like, you know, that was something big where it was not even, like, the hockey aspect, but I can read this book to my kids and they can see themselves as a hero and to be represented in this children's book. Because often us as Black people, um, you know, we don't, we don't always get that. And then another, um, I've had just players who um, are players of color, um, you know, black, uh, white, um, I'm sorry, black, Asian, um, Hispanic, et cetera, um, who, who have reached out, um, who I've played with in the past, who I haven't played with and who I haven't known, but who have said 
that in a kind of, again, for, for myself, this would be obvious, but for other people that don't know this, but th- this has happened to them, right? Um, I had a guy who I played with who was Hispanic, who literally was like, you know, I got jokes all the time for being Mexican. And like, you know, you just kind of let it, you know, roll off your back because like, that's the world that we were living in. And he was like, it's not okay. I still suffer from that kind of stuff today. And I, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing and putting your foot down so that like kids that are like us don't have to go through that anymore. And that really, you know, helps me uh, push forward because there are the negative comments every once in a while. Like I was kind of explaining earlier, people will try to claim that this kind of stuff doesn't exist or that, you know, I'm just doing this to, um, you know, as a land grab because, oh, you know, I can sell my story or all that kind of stuff. And it's like, if I really wanted to do that, like I was saying, there's other avenues to go about that. So it's like, at the end of the day, like, you know, people that think that this kind of stuff isn't important and that it doesn't exist, all they got to do is like, go out your door, go talk to a person of color that doesn't look like you, or that's, you know, a different religion or background, or, uh, you know, they LGBTQIA plus, and you will know that people are suffering and that we need these conversations to start happening now before we experience again, something like an inflection point, like we saw in 2020, where, you know, things hit again, an inflection point and exploded. So like, we need to have them now. And if nobody else wants to facilitate those conversations, then I'm going to be the one to do it. So, um, you know, that's where I've, I am now. And that's where I continue to, to do and to be and to speak out and to, you know, be, I'm unapologetic about it because I know that ultimately we, you know, we are doing the right thing by, by finally speaking out on this issue and that we are only going to benefit, um, you know, the next generation by doing this. Well, and to clarify my comments earlier, I said the book is fiction. Well, I was referring to like the Cardinals and the Monarchs. Those, those may be, the names may have been changed, but, but the story and everything that's coming from is that's all very real. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to clarify when I said fiction, I, I didn't mean to, uh, to, to cast that, on, on the entire book and, and everything that's in it. So, um, oh well, no, and they're right, and it's a, it's like a historical, you know, fiction, right? Like where it's yeah. yeah, in that sense. And I wasn't even saying like you in that sense. I was saying more just the the idea that a lot of people are just kind of like, why are we even talking about this kind of stuff? Like you know, like we need to just you know not bring it to the forefront. Um, you know, the reason why it's so bad right now is because we consistently are talking about these issues. And I'm I'm on the opposite spectrum to say the reason why things are so bad is because we haven't been talking about these issues. So I'm, you know, that's, you know, my sword and I'm dying on it, but I, I definitely believe that we um, will only benefit by having these conversations and by bringing them to light where we haven't before, because we've seen, we you know the, the, the damage that that happens when we do that. These, this topic is ongoing. Your journey is ongoing, but you've come far enough now where you've experienced people that were trying to assert, power over you on on the rink by by just you know throwing out whatever insults they thought they could to get under your skin and, and that they would take you out of your game and now you've taken that power back and then you're sharing that power with with others and what is it like to be on this side of that of that progress that progression um it's been empowering but i also like to point out right it's not any it's not a vendetta like it's not out trying to shame anybody for things that have happened in the past. Like, this is just that, you know, we are in a, we are in a new era. Like we're in a time where things, you know, may have been okay, right. At a time where we, in society, we allowed that kind of stuff to happen collectively, but now we're putting our foot down and we're saying no more. So to be a part of that, you know, is, is incredible. And I'm really grateful again, that, 
the struggles that I went through and got him again, right? Like I had a lot of positives, but right, like, you know, those those struggles that I went through of, you know, just people uh again degrading me and dehumanizing me for for nothing other than the the fact that I had, you know, black skin and I was on the rink, uh seems to be uh I don't want to say worth it, but if it but if it helps uh a kid to not do that to another kid then then i you know feel very strongly about what i'm doing so um yeah i feel very blessed grateful um to be you know in the situation and at the end of the day there's nothing that i love more than to see when i'm in these classrooms because you had mentioned that as well right just as far as the the anti-bullying and the anti-discrimination kind of stuff but to see it, the light bulb go off in these kids heads um and adults too because i run i run i run um you know sessions and workshops for adults too but just when it goes off for these kids that they have the power themselves to be good and stop bullying and to, you know, stop uh, discrimination and that they themselves can be that generation to say no more and put them, their, their foots down. That is what I do this for. And it's so amazing to like have that happen. So you're saying like, right. Um, you know, that, that is why like being able to see that light bulb go off, you know, in those kids heads that, Hey, wait a minute, you know, I can be mad. I can be, that person that can be that ally that stops this kind of stuff from happening. You, uh, you mentioned that there's, you got an event coming up later this month. Uh, you're going to be signing books. Can you uh, tell our listeners where they can find you and when that's all that's happening? Absolutely. So on December 15th from six to nine, I will be at the Devani's on Gus Young Lane in Edina, Minnesota doing a book signing. So that'll just be a book signing maybe a short reading, some Q&As, some pictures, all that kind of stuff. There'll be pizza and drinks. And then, um, you know, maybe a few uh, sightings of, uh, you know, VIPs and stuff like that. So just feel free to stop by six to nine. You can check out the event on Facebook and it'd be great to to know who's coming or, you know, who's interested in coming. But um, yeah, so far we got a pretty, pretty big crowd. So I'm um, looking forward to, to more people if, if that's what the the occasion calls for and really excited about it. Is that a free event? Yep. Free event. Um, you know, there will be books there to purchase if anybody wants okay. to purchase books. And then if you already have books there, um, one of the reasons I, you know, just like I, I would have done this probably regardless, but I've been getting requests from, from quite a few people um, of, of getting the books signed. So I just thought maybe I'll try to be in a central location and, um, you know, get people, there to be able to do that and then this hasn't been set up yet but it's in the works in the next uh month or two um shortly after the book signing um but not 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 too shortly after there's going to be a skate with the author event so that'll be in the twin cities i will be on the ground um i'll be at a rink and that'll be um kind of again should you know free for people to come and to skate uh open skate and to us to be on the rink together and then it'll be a book signing after and drinks and food and all that kind of stuff so couple cool events coming up regarding that. I saw you last night. You just come from the gym. I know you're taking care of yourself, but <laughs> honestly, you still got it on the skates? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I could not. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I've impressed myself. Uh, and again, when you, when you start skating when you're three years old, I mean, it's as simple as, as walking. So, you know, um, what I will say is I, if I'm going to get back on the ice, I got to, uh, sharpening my hands a little bit, but, but skating <laughs> has never, never been a problem. I am uh, always, always uh, willing, able, and capable to get on the ice and motor. So <laughs> I love it. The book is Hockey is for Everybody. The author is Anthony Walsh, Dyna graduate. 
standout hockey player, a black man making a difference in the world. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and uh, best of luck at your event, and, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch down the road, sir. David, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day.